Hey, hello. Welcome to episode 271 of Sack King's Therapy. Uh, solo pod today. Uh, no fall. He was unfortunately not able to watch the game. Uh, it is it started at 5. That's simply just too early. Um, anyways, so uh, you won't be hearing from him today, unfortunately. So if you're here, so let's uh, again hear his voice. Uh, sorry, it'll just be me. Anyways. I am coming to you after the Kings beat the Thunder for the second time, second and final time this season, 123 to 117. Uh, Thunder again were without Shea, but in a in a bit in a, oh, Jesus, in a bit of a twist, uh, Fox was also out for the Kings. He had a sore wrist that uh, they decided he was a game time decision, and they decided that he was not going to play today. So. There was no uh, De'Aaron Fox. Davion started in his place. And yeah, the Kings were kind of off to the races. Um, the game basically went the same way that uh, the uh, previous game did. The Kings like come out strong. They get a big lead. They look like they're about to blow the game open. But then the Thunder would just fight back. They're a team that just does not give up. They're a tough team. And the only thing that, honestly, I thought that they stopped them from doing it, they just simply don't have the talent to do it. Like, the Kings did, did their thing. They did their job for the, for the most part for much of the game. But the, they, the Thunder would rally. They would, you know, play good defense. They would turn up their intensity. They would run decent enough stuff on offense. Like, I know Fong said, like, you know, they it's not a good offense. I think it's a fine offense. It's not exactly like the Warriors offense by any means, but like it's simple. You know, they get guys attacking. They get, you know, they and then like they get to the basket. They uh, kick it out for three. It's a fine enough offense. They run. They basically just kept running their stuff. They kept like playing hard on defense and they basically just kind of just they just play the game. And, you know, like them doing that, like a their mental toughness, like to stick to their game plan, like basically gives them a chance in any game and they're never really out of it. And, you know, the, you basically saw it like in, on full display here. Uh, they were multiple times, like during this game, they were down double digits and the Kings were about to blow the game open again. And the, the Thunder just wouldn't let it happen. They would hit, you know, a big three or like they would, you know, for, force a number of turnovers and it would go the other way and all of a sudden it's a game again. Um, and the, the third quarter was kind of the most jarring one where the Kings. So here's, here's what I wrote. The Kings were up 17 with uh 650 to go in the third. And again, in prime position to blow the game open, their deep, their offense was running just on full capacity, just running so smoothly. And the OKC defense looked broken. It really did. And you know, like they started making like silly mistakes. They get, they gave up like a bunch. Just started giving up layups. Things were gonna go going the Kings' way, and the Kings would. So that was at six fifty of the third quarter. For the rest of the quarter, the Kings would only score four points. Now credit to the credit to the OKC defense. They like they turned up the intensity, but at the same time, I do I do want to just point out like the Kings' offense just has this knack. For just going on these crazy scoring droughts. And this is this was where you really did miss De'Aaron Fox because De'Aaron normally like would be able to get you a bucket in these situations. But without like De'Aaron, they kind of had to like run their they, they ran their offense fine enough, but they missed shots. They 
you know, took some ill-advised shots in my opinion. And yeah, they kind of, they just let the, uh, let the thunder get back in. Like they had a 17 point lead. It was whittled down all the way to six and you know, like it's, you know, credit to the thunder thunder defense again, but like the Kings offense. Now I do think like they, you know, having De'Aaron in this situation would help, but they need to figure out like just how to run the Sabonis offense without Sabonis on the floor because you know Mike Brown has talked about it like they don't actually change their offense like and you can see what they mean they don't really change their offense when Sabonis is on the bench it's just that they the the high post guy doesn't make decisions they and he's not like the hub that um Sabonis is and what ends up happening is that the ball handler usually like the, the the perimeter player is usually the one making the decision they need to find a way to mix that up a little. Maybe run, maybe even run a different kind of offense because it's it's too many it's too many times where like the, the starters get you know build momentum and it kind of gets stonewalled by the bench a little bit. Who just they're not able to just create consistent like easy shots for for the offense and they do need to fix that. Um, anyways, like it it was it got tied in the fourth, but you know in the similar manner <laughs> in to the first game. Uh, the Kings, you know, they managed to make just enough plays down the stretch to be able to win this one going away. And, you know, good for the Kings. They're able to get 11 games over 500. they They're able to finish the season series 3-0. That's big because it's always been an issue with the Kings and, like, you know, bad teams. And granted, the Thunder are a better team this year. But, like, it's, Kings just have so much, like, issues with try-hard teams that just, you know, never stop fighting. But... The Kings showed that, like they, like they can handle these kinds of teams, and that you know they do have superior talent to this team. Make no mistake about it. But like you know, they're gonna like you're gonna need to be better if you're gonna beat the Kings. And you know, it's good to see that. Um, overall, I thought it I thought it was a good win, especially without De'Aaron. Uh, you have you had Harrison Barnes stepping up. You have Davion Mitchell stepping up as well. And you know, like everyone just kind of just kind of did their job. And they were able to hold off, you know, let, let's be honest, an inferior team and hold them at bay. And while there were scares along the way, it's good to see that the Kings were able to close it out. And, you know, again, go 11 games over, over 500, like first time ever since uh, 2004, 2005. And we're going to re refer to those uh, those years a lot. But overall, good game. Um, they're going to come back to uh, Sacramento. Uh, on Friday to face uh, the Clippers in their rematch of the epic uh, game last Friday. So I cannot wait for that. Um, let, let, let's let's go over some of the individual players really quickly. Um, so, <clears throat> geez, I like so many things in my throat. That's like really annoying that when I like suck um, some air in. Anyways, um, Sabonis, I thought was really good this game. The the Thunder just don't have a guy for him. They don't really even have a center for him. Like their only real center is Dario Sarge. Like Jay, like Jalen Williams from Santa Clara just isn't strong enough to be able to like handle him. And Sarge is too small to guard Sabonis. So yeah, he went eight for 10 for 22 points, uh, 13 rebounds and nine assists. Sabonis, I think had like seven assists for like the longest time. So it's actually kind of disappointing. He didn't get the triple double, but you know he he was his usual self, just dominated the dominated the center rotation. They couldn't do much against Sabonis, and he was the hub. He was the hub of the offense, and he was great this game. 
as usual. Like what else can, what else what else more can you really say? Uh Harrison was also really good. Like without without De'Aaron, he really stepped up 29 points on 13 shot attempts, eight for 13 from the field, four for five from three, and nine of ten from uh the free throw line. The Kings got a lot of free throws this game. They, they yeah, they end up shooting 30 free throws this game. A lot of it was like Harrison just, you know bodying guys and like you know using his really like tricky <laughs> offensive game to draw some let's be honest some really cheap fouls and yeah he's really he's really good at that and again in a game where you don't have De'Aaron it's really important that Harrison Barnes steps up part of me really wishes he he was he would be able to do this more consistently even with De'Aaron because you know honestly I don't see a reason why not it's not like the, I don't think like De'Aaron takes away opportunities for me from him he's just not as aggressive as he was this game and you know really good game really needed him to step up and he did uh keegan murray surprisingly enough only 13 points although like every i just feel like his 13 points were so loud because he hit some really like cru crucial threes to kind of really open up the game for the kings to get like big leads like he like he's not like bombing from downtown like if you look at the stat line but like it felt like he was it felt like he was like five of seven or like six of seven with just the way he was shooting and yeah he hit some like big threes like um you know in the third quarter he he hit a he hit a big three and like that started to open up the game granted they kind of gave up that lead right away but then like in the fourth quarter like things were looking a little bit hairy and i think harrison barnes had hit a three and then there was a just there was i think this possession right after that where sabonis misses a free throw Keegan's able to get not get the offensive rebound he's able to tip kind of fight for the rebound and it goes off of OKC and then it leads to a three from him that you know really started to like open up the game like down the stretch and it gave him a lead that they never really relinquished so really a lot of credit to Keegan like 10 rebounds this game like just you know he's learning he's learning uh every single game and you know he really is able to contribute and like make big make big shots when like the Kings need it, and I'm just he's getting better every every game, and I'm really excited to see like where he ends this season, and you know where he will be next season, like especially when he starts adding a handle. Now that's going to be really interesting. Um, Davion, now he did not play well last time De'Aaron was out. Um, they actually even ended up having to bench him down the stretch, but this game he was good. He started out really hot from three. He he was three of three from three. Now, granted, he ended up three of seven for the rest of the game, but like he played his usual stellar defense, and he was and he was like quite a like he was a good ball mover, and like he he also like had to, had a few like drives to the rim. He had, and like or no, actually no, he didn't really drive to the rim at all. Or no, he did, he did do some, but I thought I thought he was good. He played his stellar defense and wasn't like a like you know wasn't like the ball that didn't the offense didn't grind to a screeching halt when whenever he was on the floor and he played his he played his part well and he earns the dpog chain and you know I, you know it's really a, a war he should be earning a lot more he just doesn't uh, play enough minutes to do so but yeah just an overall good game from him uh contributed 15 points good great game uh kevin talking about great games kevin herter had a bit of a bounce back game now did not shoot well from three two of six but he he, this is one thing where it really differentiates him from, you know, like, again, I don't want to throw shade at him, but, like, it really differentiates him from, like, a guy like Buddy Heal. If Buddy Heal is not getting his three ball to go, he, it's hard for him to get anything else going because he's not great at getting to the rim. And 
but like Kevin Herter, even when his three ball isn't falling, he's able to kind of like, you know, get find his way to the rim and be able to kind of create a shot and make a shot from there. So that's the kind of big difference between like, you know, what, what we had last year, what we have this year in Kevin Herter, just, you know, he, again, even though he's not shooting well, he is, he's got, he's got like more to his game than just, you know, jacking from three and yeah, just a, a bounce back game, 20 and nine, like 20 points and nine assists. Again, like I, I feel like he is going to bust out of his slump sooner rather than later. And, you know, it, it's a, it's a bad spell right now, but hopefully things kind of, come through like later on in the season and you know hopefully when we make the playoffs um trey Lowes, I, I thought was good this game like he was really rebounding like really like aggressively and he, he only ended with five rebounds which is surprising but yeah i thought he was overall pretty good however i will say that that ending stretch in the third quarter did involve him and granted like he was he just happened to be on the floor i think more than anything but like just you know i thought he was overall good uh, you know, outside of that, like, you know, late third quarter run where, again, the Kings scored four points in six minutes and 50 seconds. Um, Jamezi Metu, I thought was fine for the most part. He did he did get benched for Rashawn Holmes later on. Um, I, I, I'll be honest, I'm not sure why. But, uh, yeah, just not, not the prettiest game, but I thought he was fine. Rashawn Holmes ended up a, a minus 10 in two minutes. That is uh, unfortunate. I don't think it really had anything to do with him, honestly. But yeah, really bad. Just happened to happen to be playing at a bad time, honestly. Delva Dova, kind of a weird game for him. He hit a three. Other than that, didn't really do much else. You know, he he. he you know what? It's fine. Like he, he's the third string point guard. Like he he's really good ball mover. Although only one assist, which is surprising. Like. He is he is like the opposite of what a ball stopper is. He is constantly trying to move the ball, trying to make the right play. It doesn't do too much, so nothing to complain from him. Terrence Davis couldn't hit a shot all night. Just not not a great not a great game from him. Malik Monk definitely not as explosive as he normally is. Only played 15 minutes. I, I hope there's nothing wrong with him. Maybe he's just a little gassed from again scoring 45 points and 45 points in the game previous, but. Like, yeah, he overall, I thought he was fine when he was out there. Um, you know, only seven points and two assists, only 15 minutes. So, you know, hopefully, like, he, he finds his form. Um, hopefully, he has like gets has some better games. Hopefully, he's okay. I'll just say that. Um, on the Thunder side, I mean, J Jalen, um, J Dub or Jalen Williams, the Santa Clara one, I thought he, I thought he was good, like 27, 27 points, and he was aggressive all night attacking the rim, eight assists. Like that's what I'm. That's what I really liked about Jalen Williams. He's a real passer, and he's gonna be. He's gonna be really good. Um, Josh Giddy, like not a great game from him, but like I'm always amazed of just how good his passing is. Like he, he's a he's a transcendent passer. Now, if he ever does figure out how to like shoot, <laughs> would be great. But like he, I think he's gonna be. He's. I think he's gonna be the core of this OKC team for for a long time. Um, another guy. Uh, that I'll talk about Dario Saric. Like Dario Saric is a legit NBA player, and like just the difference in showing you like how poor the rest, like a lot of the roster is. Like Dario Saric just knows how to play basketball, and he dominated the Kings for stretches. And yeah, twenty-one points and eight rebounds. Like I'm not sure what his uh, contract situation is. I can actually look that up right now. Let me see. Dario Sarge. I think he's a restricted free agent by the end of the season now. 
O-Track. So, yes, he is an unrestricted free agent um, after this season. I would say Kings should really take a good look at him. Like, you know, granted, he like he's not really a defender so maybe that's maybe that's probably why but like i he's a good player he's basically like a tiny tinier sabonis who can also shoot a little better um i i would take a look at him like he he's good and uh okay um so that's all i have for the game um again kings are um 11 games over 500 they're they're gonna face um the clippers in a few in a few days, they're they're gonna get three days worth of rest, so that's a good thing. And then it's gonna be a back to back between uh, Clippers and Minnesota. You know, the Kings they've come out of All Star break re- playing really well. It's it's really good to be able to see them come out strong. And because like I looked at the schedule and it's like, oh, there is a there is a there is a reality where they could totally drop all these games right out the gate, but they haven't. And they instead they've not lost since they're four they're what four and oh I think at this point or three and oh was it yeah four and oh yeah this is the second uh thunder game so you know coming out strong and I'm not gonna say this all but guarantees they're gonna make the playoffs but it gives them a good enough cushion where they don't have to have a crazy record down the stretch in order to just like stay out of the sixth seed and um so Memphis actually won today so we're actually still one and a half games up behind them yes we are no two and yeah one and a half games behind them so you know we're there there is a real chance we end up getting this uh two seed but what what the biggest thing for me is that they are now building a real cushion between them and the rest of the pack there are now uh six and a half games out of the play-in so you know barring some crazy some crazy collapse they're more or less gonna at least make the play-in and you know, the like the sixth seed right now, they're five games above them. So there's a pretty big wow, where is all of a sudden the sixth seed? Man, they could have they could have been out of the playoffs, I think, at one point. But uh, man, like the, the standings are so crazy. But they built a, a big enough cushion to the point where it's it's hard for me to even see them dropping out of the sixth seed at this point. Like it's really good that they're able to do this, keep up the momentum, and it, you know. Like the, the, we're gonna we're gonna probably gonna see a playoff berth at this point, and yeah, credit to credit to the uh, credit to the players, credit to Mike credit to Mike Brown, credit to the beam, credit to the staff, credit to the organization. They got this one right, and I, I'm really excited to like you know sit through the rest of sit through the rest of this, and you know maybe maybe at some point we will be the second seed. Um. Okay. Uh. Last thing I just want to quickly talk about. Um, Brian Windhorse reported uh, that the Lakers, who, by the way, lost today, uh, they want the Kings in the playoffs. They want to make that sixth seed so that they can face the Kings. Or, hell, they might want the seventh seed at some point. But um, I, I just want to quickly get my thoughts on that. I'll, I'll say this. I understand why the Lakers, who, whoever, uh, whether it's a player, whether it's someone from the organization, wants the Kings. Listen, you have LeBron James on your team. You have the most experienced player pretty much in the NBA. Arguably the most experienced player of all time in the NBA. And I understand why you would want to go up against, you know, a young um, a young Sacramento team that doesn't, let's be honest, has no playoff, basically has no playoff experience. It's very sparse throughout, throughout, the, uh, throughout the roster. And I understand why they would want to go up against the Kings. 
I will say, like, LeBron has declined enough to the point where I, you know, I don't know if that playoff mode is still there. Like, his defense is so bad nowadays. And, um, you know, ho- hopefully he does recover soon because he did um, he did injure his foot. It's a, it's a pretty big miracle he was able to play through that. That's pretty crazy uh, to win the Mavericks game. Um, like, LeBron has declined enough to a point where I can't say for sure, like, he would absolutely dog walk the Kings. I can understand why they would think that. And honestly, it's probably a really bad idea for me to ever doubt LeBron James. He's doubted people for how many years now? But at a certain point, father time is going to come. And like, you know, I don't I don't think they're going to make the sixth seed at this point. I think they're going to have to do it through a play-in. And, you know, the Kings are the second seed. And like, let's just say they're the seventh seed. Or let's just say they somehow make the seventh seed, which that in itself would be a pretty big miracle at this point. <laughs> like, there's a chance. But I will say... The Lakers are gonna fuck are gonna fuck around and find out because the Kings, while they have no experience, they're young, they're they're dumb, they're full of energy, and, you know. That like that is a recipe for a team that can really just play with reckless abandon, with nothing to lose, and that can po- that can pose some problems for the Lakers, who, you know. While they're while I I would legitimately be scared if like the late if the Kings do face them because the Kings never faced a la- a healthy Lakers team. I know they went three one against them, but they never faced a fully healthy Lakers squad. Now, granted, it's a different team now. Like they never faced uh, LeBron, AD, and Russ, and you know they haven't faced this new version. Like their size would give the Lakers or give the Kings problems. But I would say, like, they don't really, they don't want to face the Kings either, I don't think. Like, that, it's it's so much offense. They're going to be running up and down. And they might wear out this team. I, I You know, if, of course, it could go the other way. Like, you know, LeBron on the break, like, AD on the break. That's absolutely devastating. But, like, I feel, I feel the, like, they might, they might say that just because the Kings theoretically would be the easiest matchup, like, in, in the, in the West. Like, like you want to face them up instead of the Clippers and instead of the Mavericks, like instead of the Warriors and of course Phoenix, like you don't want to face any of these teams. So it makes sense to me why they would want to face the Kings because they're a young team, they're without experience. But I think that can I think that can work in their favor as they just go at it with reckless abandon, and not to mention like they have they have one of the best clutch scores that I think like is. Like, De'Aaron is built for the playoffs. Like, that mid-range game is going to be so invaluable and so unstoppable. Like, they're going to have to, like, trap De'Aaron, like, basically every position down the stretch. And they have they have a release valve and Sabonis who can make plays on the short world. So, I can, like, I understand why, again, I understand why the Lakers would think that. I understand why a lot of teams, like, even would even think, would even think that. Like, oh, I want to face the Kings. Look, the Kings have the best offense. Now, that could be a regular season thing. But like they have, they have the firepower to like to make things really, to make things really tough for a team. And I think they can eat. I think they very much could even win a series in the first round. So that those that's my thoughts on on that report. Um, I'm really ex- like th- this Kings team. Like we've suffered enough. It's time. It's time to call it. Like it's time to say like they're gonna make the playoffs and. Can't just I can't wait to be at, be at those games. So I'll just say that. Okay. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Uh, sorry for kind of the short uh, shorter form episode. It's kind of hard to talk 
for that long uh, solo for me. So um, a little bit of a short episode. Hopefully you enjoy this one. Uh, and yeah, we should be back. Yeah, we'll definitely be back um, probably after Saturday because uh, it, it, because it is a back-to-back. -back. It's better off to, you know, to do it like, you know, to do the episode like, you know, just covering both of them instead of doing uh, one episode for each of the games. So yeah, we, you won't be hearing uh, from me or Fong until Saturday. So everyone stay safe out there. It's been raining like crazy. Uh, like, yeah, just be safe out there. There were some people like driving without headlights on. So what the fuck is wrong with you? Um, but anyways, uh, hopefully you guys have a great rest of the evening. Thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you guys back on the next one.